Welcome to ISO Chats Theology. I'm Lionel Windsor, New Testament lecturer at Moore Theological College, Sydney. During the COVID-19 isolation, I chatted with lots of my friends and colleagues here at Moore about theology, Christian life and ministry. It's the kind of discussion we'd normally have over morning tea, but the topics are highly relevant to life in a changing world. So I wanted to let you listen in. Enjoy. Uh, hello, uh, I have with me today uh, my colleague and brother in Christ, Paul Grimmond. Paul is the Dean of Students here at Moore College. Uh, Paul has graciously agreed to just have a chat with me. Um, yeah. And I'm saying graciously agreed because he's just been so incredibly busy and he's just been doing so much today. I haven't even had a chance to ask him what he has been doing before actually starting this so that we've kind of saving time. Paul, what have you been doing today? Uh, look, I, I was in a, a meeting at eight o'clock this morning uh, with a bunch of the senior managers from college, uh, mm-hmm. hearing the Premier's report and starting to think about our response to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we met with the faculty at nine. I did a few bits and pieces. Uh, we had another um, meeting at that stage and trying to work out how we'll manage looking after, particularly some of our students who live in local residences here. So mm-hmm. I met with a bunch of the students. Uh, at lunchtime to talk through with them what their implications are for where they might move if they have to move and how we're going to manage as we get closer to potentially being locked down and all of that kind of stuff. Mm, uh, yeah. And then I went from there into uh, a regular two weekly meeting we have with the kind of senior members of the college um, admin and faculty just talking about longer term issues for the college around things as, yeah. as varied as how we're going to recruit people for the future in this new environment and other stuff like this. So, mm, okay. Yeah. And that's in your role mostly as Dean of Students here at Moore yeah, College, yeah, just yeah. to, to yeah. clarify. Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, that's a lot of meetings. That's just incredible. Thank you for doing <laughs> oh, that, That's been my life meetings. a bit lately. So Yeah, yeah okay, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, I really have appreciated uh, your help and guidance, uh, even you know, for, for us as faculty as well as for the students. And I wanted to to chat to you and just to chat through just um, the kind of emotions that our students are dealing with, which is actually the kind of emotions we're dealing with and people who are probably watching this are dealing with as well. absolutely. Just to notice we're we're a bit distant at the moment. This isn't probably good for camera or whatever, but we're, you know... We're We're trying to maintain an appropriate distance distance (laughs) under the circumstances. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, So maybe I could ask what what kind of emotions are people that you're coming across grappling with at the moment? What what are people feeling? It's kind of strange, isn't it? One of the things that I've noticed, um, even just talking individually with students, there's a massive range from um, a little bit of um, excitement, um, which I remember I used to feel, I I grew up in northern New South Wales, uh, in Lismore, and we used to get a big flood in the centre of town maybe once every two or three years. Mm. Um, and when that happened, where my mum worked, they had to get everything out of the building and put it in buses and drive it up onto the hill until the flood came up and went down again. I remember yeah. as a kid, mm. you know, everything was mad, but there was something mm. exciting about the busyness and kind yeah. of organising and whatever. So I think some of our students are kind of feeling a bit of the excitement of change and new possibilities and whatever. Yeah. Um, I've got I've got a bit of that actually yeah, like, yeah as well as other things but yeah that's yeah which is something too. weird about being human right because yeah. it, it's awful and difficult but at the same time everything's being changed and put up in the air some of us mm. that's a that isn't 
brings it exciting possibility. Mm. Um, I think uh, a number of our students feel very disoriented mm. in that so much of what has been predictable about life is unpredictable. Mm. So I think one of the big things for us has been that we've made decisions over the last month and every time we've made a decision and communicated it, it's felt like it's only three days later or mm. whatever, that the, the ground's moved again and we're saying something else to people. Yeah. So I can think of people that I've asked to do work jobs for me over the last week or two where they've prepared something and gotten some information for me that by the time they got it to me, we were beyond the point of being able to even use that information. <laughs> so there's, there's, I think there's a real sense of, at least for some people in our organisation, you're doing things and you don't even get to achieve anything because the usefulness of it's passed because the thing is moving at such a rapid rate. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Are there, are, are there I, I think emotions, I think people, um, people who have elderly relatives and people who are very distant from their families at the moment, so students who have moved from interstate, some students who are here from overseas, um, the level of complexity, you know, we have one... Uh, young couple who've moved here from another country who came in order to be involved in community and all of a sudden everything's been thrown online and they were trying to find their feet in a new place anyway but mm. even where they were trying to find their feet a month ago looks totally different to mm. where they find it now so like as um, I've talked with Simon Gillen a little bit about this um, we actually think that maybe the idea of culture shock, what missionaries go through going onto the ground and then coming back mm. into their own country many years later, yeah. in a sense our whole society is going through culture shock at mm. the moment mm. because everything's the same but everything's different. Mm-hmm. I think you've so, identified a number yeah. of things that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that I as well and, and, and our family have been feeling. You know, just even last night we were just going, it was... There was there was something little that turned into something really big, you know, and we yeah. were and it was just tiny yeah. the thing that it was yeah. you know it was about you know eating a peach or something, but it, just, yeah. it was big because because it, it wasn't about the peach, it was about oh, absolutely. And I, so I think yeah. I actually think one of the things that I've observed a lot, um, this is in my own household as well as here at college and whatever, mm. um, when everything is out of control. Mm. <laughs> Being able to have something that you can control starts to become much bigger. Mm. And so you have these weird arguments about why you're eating the peach like that, <laughs> which doesn't real like you do. We all know it doesn't matter. Mm. But at that moment, having something that happens my way is a way of helping myself to be a bit calmer or to have some sense of control and stability in a world that feels like it's gone totally mad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'm asking you this just not just to identify these things, but um, I mean, partly identifying them is a good thing, isn't it? Just to say, this is how I'm feeling. Look, look, and just I, going, I, yeah, I think important. one of the things that I want to say, that one of the biggest things we do for each other at the moment is just stopping and asking the question, mm. what's going on for you? Yeah. Um, and at two levels, I think I want to encourage people, when you ask the question, to try and just get beyond, I'm okay, or whatever it is, to actually just stop for a moment even just for a moment and think well what am i actually feeling i'm feeling concerned i'm feeling excited i'm feeling worried i'm feeling angry perhaps like i think for lots of us there's a sense of um is the government doing the right thing and like i actually think we're in an environment where nobody knows quite exactly what the right thing to do is and we're hearing lots of expert opinions it's very hard for any of us to sift through any of that evidence 
And so that sense of being bewildered and out of control often will lead us to being angry or slightly depressed or even withdrawing slightly for different mm. ones of us. Yeah. But being able to stop and say, um, not just what's the, what do you feel like is the right answer, but what are you just personally actually feeling right mm. now? Mm. That's... And it could be a confusing mix of things. Mm. Mm. That's helpful. What other, I guess, I guess I wanted to ask you what, what the theological kind of truths, but also just practical things yeah. that flow from that. Have, yep. have you been seeking to help our students with and other people with? And what do you wish that, you know, like, what have you learned? I sure. Guess. <laughs> I mean, I just wish, but what have you learned? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, for me, um, I think theologically the gospel sits right at the centre of my theological system. Mm. Um, and so continuing to think about what it means to be a follower of Jesus and to honour Christ and the gospel in a circumstance where things are crazy and, and mad. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I think I find liberating about the Bible's approach to that is both that it, it commends to me a way of thinking and feeling, like it encourages me towards things like thanksgiving mm. and to joy and a patience and a whole bunch of good things. Mm. Um, but it does that in a way that acknowledges the fact that where I'm an emotional human being and the Bible appeals to my emotions at all, in all sorts of places and levels. Mm. So the fact that the psalmists can cry out and there's the anguish and the desperation and even the movement in any individual psalm from a place where you start in anguish and the psalmist is able to talk to themselves a little bit and remind them about something about the character of God or his work in the world Mm. and that slowly moves them to a new place emotionally. Um, I don't get to the new place emotionally by just denying what I'm feeling. I think I get there by acknowledging where I'm at giving myself enough space to just think gently about how knowing Jesus is Lord Mm. and he's good and the gospel's right and real, Mm. speaks into that space and then slowly carries me to a new place in terms of the way that I'm thinking and feeling. Mm. What I've noticed is actually as I go through that, that's healthy, although when I'm here, there are still the echoes of the reverberations of where I started from. Mm. Like it's not because I'm human and, and it's messy and I'm mixed up, you know. So... One of the things I would ask, what is the right emotion to feel at this moment in time? <laughs> well, it seems to me fear is perfectly reasonable. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, and mm. because actually fear is a good gift from God. We're actually mm. to fear him. There are appropriate things to fear in yeah. a broken world. Mm. So fear is a right emotion. Mm. Yep. Um, disappointment. Well, I, oh, sorry. I'm, I'm no, you go, go. Yeah, yeah I mean, there's you know, disappointment. Um, that's, yeah. that's, that is expectations dashed. Yeah. You know, as you, you were speaking about some of our students, but you know, our own well, family like and all sorts I, of things. I, I think um, yeah. throughout for our students here, for example, the prospect of going out, we were due to go on mission next week <laughs> yeah. and be involved with a whole lot of local churches being active in the community and sharing Jesus and talking about what we believe and serving people and loving people and whatever. Mm. Mm. Um, and that's a highlight of our college year. Like mm. students come to college. I even have had first year students mm. who have never been on mission, but have heard from previous students who've said, oh, this is one of the things I love most about being at college. Mm. Yeah. And so we've gone from saying, uh, we're not going to do that 
but we're going to try this new thing where we create some online resources to help people. Mm. And they've gone, actually, we're going to do that in groups together, but we're probably not allowed to meet together as much as we thought we were going to. So what that's going to look like has changed. So over the space of the last kind of two weeks, message after, and at each point in time, there's a disappointment. And then there's, okay, I see something else to hope for. Mm. And then it feels like that kind of gets great taken away from me as well Mm. and so that constant sense of being disappointed i think leaves us feeling a little uh, unsettled and empty even or Mm. grumpy or Mm. all of those things yeah yeah yeah. they're all um one of the things that you so so yeah the, the idea of processing our emotions is really helpful isn't it right now even being able to process our emotions is a bit hard because you know, you start to process the emotion and then you've got another one to deal with yeah, because of absolutely. the change. So that's, yeah. that's also, yeah. so yeah, those, those feelings. So look, I, to... a concept that I found quite helpful in terms of pastoral ministry is an understanding of um, uh, what psychologists sometimes call primary and secondary emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, so often uh, as human beings, um, we actually have p- what we might call primary emotions and some of those primary emotions are very strong. They're a kind of instantaneous emotional reaction to an event or a circumstance or something that we feel. For some of us, the way that we grew up, the family that we came from, all of those kinds of things, those primary emotions were seen as unacceptable for some reason or another. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it was, it was not appropriate to be angry, it wasn't appropriate to be upset, it wasn't right to be, you know, too happy about something, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so often we've actually created a habit of responding to primary emotions by replacing it very quickly with some other emotion that we feel or vice versa. Yeah, okay. Um, Okay. And so, for example, one of the things that we find often um, for young men in their teenage years, they might experience all sorts of things emotionally, but it it kind of, where it ends up is anger, that they feel angry and out of control or whatever Mm. it is. Mm -hmm. And they don't necessarily have the words to describe whatever it was that triggered that, but it just got there very quickly and they felt that kind of stuff. Yep, yep. Um, or you've been used to suppressing your anger and replacing it with something else that's socially acceptable, mm. but it's not right to say, I've been angry. Mm. Okay. So the very simple fact of going, oh, okay, I've had an emotion, were there other emotions attached to that? Mm. Yeah, and okay. what kind of words might I use to describe those things? Yeah. That helps me just to get a clearer way of starting to think about what's going on for me yeah. and engaging with that a little bit more deeply. Yeah, And letting each other do, do that too, isn't it? So as we're yeah. talking to each other, allowing if someone's angry, you go, yeah, like, yeah, okay. You know, or, or yeah. whatever, or, or if they're not angry, if they're, if they're yeah, whatever they're feeling is yeah. kind of... And so you know, like a not, simple question mm, might yeah. be, oh, oh, yeah, I'm feeling angry as well, but I'm wondering, is it like, why are you feeling angry? Mm. Asking the question. What's particularly yeah. provoked that, or what are you feeling really upset about at the moment? Mm. Or... Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. Um, other 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 things that I found just a helpful thing that you were saying to the students. This was back on Wednesday. Yep. Uh, and that was sound feels like a lifetime ago. Really, that was five <laughs> yeah, days ago. The world was different. <laughs> yeah, yep. <laughs> but even then, you you were saying that in this time. Um, there are two particular Christian virtues which will be really helpful for us, and you identified uh, discipline yep. and patience. Yep. 
um, and very helpful for us as a, sorry, I'm just doing stuff with a computer because I don't know if it's going to turn itself off or something. Uh, by the way, we're in the kitchen here too uh, because that's a place where we can chat so people might wander in. Um, okay, that's out of the way. Discipline and patience. Yep. Um, yeah, I think that was really helpful. Uh, do you want to just elaborate on? on yeah. What well, I, yeah. I mean, I was just I was reflecting a bit. I think on what are different virtues that the gospel calls us to generally, and what particular virtues might be of value to us in a space where it feels like everything's it's a bit unhinged. It's that kind of out of joint kind of. Um, and everyone's feeling a bit kind of on edge and life's being rearranged. So the routines and habits of life are going to be completely deconstructed and reconstructed in a way. Mm, so the yeah. fact that I can't go out and go to work, but I work in my home. Uh, anybody who's actually been serious about working from home for a long period of time will tell you there's all sorts of adjustments you need to go through. What is this my relaxation space or is it my workspace? Is it et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm, so it yeah. seems to me... Yeah. Um, one of the things that I have encouraged the students to, but I think is really helpful, I think when the Bible talks to us about the value of discipline, and particularly to elders and overseers, but I think it's a general yep. rule, yeah. um, uh, I think discipline and self-control are quite tightly attached to each other. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and self-control, I think, is one of the primary virtues. When you look at the virtue lists in the New Testament, yeah. it seems to be a thing that comes up over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and there's the proverb, you know, the man, uh, better the man who can control his own spirit than the man who takes a city. <laughs> um, humanly speaking, it's mm-hmm. almost easier to take the city yes. <laughs> than it is to work out how to be in control of me. Yeah. Uh, and so I was suggesting to the students that maybe one of the ways of working towards self-control is just making some concrete decisions around having some routine and discipline and organisation in your day. Yeah. I think that's so helpful. One of the reasons that I think it's helpful is that in... uh, Partly is because we're sort of all being separated out now. We're all being isolated. And when you're you're in a community, like like we are at Moore College... Um, it's a real uh, community, uh, so so we just someone's just asking us a question. We're recording this, but it doesn't matter because oh. it's all whatever. So all Darren, the amazing Darren, who's been doing so much work for us uh, IT wise here at college, turning us into a different college, <laughs> an online learning <laughs> an online, community, but yep. still, yeah. Anyway, uh, Darren. Certainly online, because as of tomorrow, I am working from home, because I had four children at home who were going to be doing online learning. Okay. So, yes. Yes. I won't see you physically, but I will see you mm. virtually okay. over the next little while. I am contactable. See you, Darren. I'm working. So great time. what you're okay. doing. Um, I really appreciate it. Do you want to say hello here so that people see I'll your face? You. Yeah. Uh, without with social distancing. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks so much, Darren. Thanks for so your much, work. Darren. Really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. We'll see you when. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you. See you, yeah. Darren. Uh, yeah, when we're in a community, much of our discipline comes from those around us, and yeah. for the fact that we we've got routines that we're doing all together. Yeah. And so we rely, and that's not bad. We rely on others so often for our discipline. Uh, so we all go to to lunch because and have lunch at the right time because it's lunchtime. Yeah. Um, whereas when we're by ourselves, well, when do you go to bed? You know, and especially if you're working from home. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And you've got to create your own. You've got to create stakes in the ground. Yeah. And then there might be arbitrary, but you just have to do it. But it's yeah. interesting, isn't it? So yeah. what one of the things we know about being created and being human 
uh, is the fact that simple things like eating and exercise and sleep is all just part of our created reality mm. and it affects who we are and our emotions and how we respond. One of the things that I find really fascinating about this, um, uh, actually uh, in Spurgeon's lectures to my pupils, uh, there's a little uh, uh, talk that he gives about like the, um, the preacher's fainting fits uh, and he talks about kind of coping with the stresses of ministry. So right. we're talking about the late 1800s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spurgeon's talking to people about the stresses of ministry and he goes, look, Part of your problem, this is my paraphrase, by the way, this is not what I actually said, but he said, look, part of your problem is that being a pastor involves sitting at your desk for long periods of time and you get stuck in dark rooms reading books and you don't go outside and of course you're going to be miserable. So get out and go for a walk and it'll be good for you and it'll make you a better pastor mm. and a better preacher of the Bible. Mm -hmm. yeah. Now, fascinatingly, we've now done thousands of hours of scientific research to basically arrive at the same conclusion that Spurgeon arrived at just by reading the Bible and watching what people did in reality yeah. <laughs> and saying... You're human. Yeah. You need to do human kind of stuff. Mm. And what's interesting is that the electronic world tends to disconnect us from that. Yes. And the social isolation will disconnect us from the habits and routines of life that mm. help us to be human. Yeah. Uh, and so working out how to create some of those habits and routines for ourselves to know, oh, it's okay to stop for a minute and have something for morning tea and have a, just a conversation with someone. Mm. Or it's okay to eat lunch at this moment. Or it's okay, how do we do those kinds of things that we're trying to do in life? Mm -hmm. So we, um, one student uh, had a chat with one of our chaplains here. Um, she was in quarantine for a while. She said the way I coped with quarantine was I tried to get out of bed at the same time every morning. Mm. I thought I'd normally catch the bus into uni and do my devotion. So I had a chair at home where I'd sit in while I would do the bus ride and actually do my devotion with myself there. Mm. And then I'd try to start doing some online work to catch up on classes mm. at the next thing. And I'd try mm. to have it. And I just thought that's, that's actually a really thoughtful, helpful use of your day. Mm. Break it up. Give yourself some time markers. Give yourself permission to work, permission to move away. Yeah. Um, you know, the experts have been telling our kids maybe for online school, get dressed in your school uniform and sit at the table. Mm. Yeah. And we go, that's that's so stupid. And my children will probably go, well, why do I have to do that? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But actually creating routines and habits and patterns helps us humanly. Mm. And so I just think working out how you're going to do discipline for yourself, not ridiculously or radically yep. but give yourself some pegs in the ground to work out how to keep being human and have some rhythm and pattern to your day is a really important thing at the moment really helpful you also mentioned patience as well yeah 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 so I, I think um you know the flip side about having discipline is um for some of us discipline really really matters and it's how we cope um but requiring everybody to be <laughs> sure um and uh, the danger, of course, is that uh, what we then want is everybody else to be disciplined in the same way that mm. I'm disciplined. Mm -hmm. uh, and, of course, nobody's coping as well. Everybody is stressed. Mm. Yeah. Um, Simon uh, Gillam, again, has chatted to me, and I think maybe you, I, I don't know, you're maybe going to chat to him more, but yeah, he's kind to, of said yeah. to me that um, one of the things they talk about in kind of cross-cultural adjustment uh, is that there'll be a period of time when your capacity is like 50, 60% of what it normally is mm. just because doing the small things in life get a lot more complicated because everything's different mm. and that stress is exhausting. And so you feel like I've only done two things today <laughs> and I'm really, really tired. Mm. And I, I actually think I've seen a lot of that yes. um, amongst students, amongst the staff and faculty here yes. and amongst friends as well. And that's what we're all feeling. Yeah. 
yeah because that processing of emotion that things being out of joint that's just tiring mm-hmm. and so yeah. being aware in that environment um, I am much more easily triggered by the way you eat the peach. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's right. yes. And so I am going to work at realizing when I am starting to get reactive and wanting to control. Mm. Yeah. I want to take a deep breath. I want to ask God to just help me to remember that Jesus has been kind to me. Uh, and I want to be gracious and let you have your space as I have mine. And so working out how to do patience with each other and just remind ourselves of the gospel at the moment. I think mm. it's really important. Great. Well, yeah. thanks, Paul. I could keep talking to you about this for forever. Um, thank you for being gracious and, and patient in the, the end of a long day. Uh, no, it's been, able to talk it's and been share really this. stimulating. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, no, yeah, no worries. Yeah. And um, is, is there anything else that you were thinking, you know, I really want to say this or, you know, I think this would be helpful? Oh, I, I just want to keep saying to people, um, it's interesting, isn't it? We... We want to do things, for example, like hold on to hope at the moment because I think the gospel genuinely gives us mm-hmm. a different kind of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you can do that, if I can put it this way, anxiously and non-anxiously. Mm-hmm. That is, your response is, things are bad, I've just got to really hold on to the, <laughs> under the hope. Mm-hmm. But that thing before that I was saying about trying to take a breath and relax and live through and acknowledge I do feel stressed I feel some anxieties that are right and the hope's not just going to make those go away. But I do genuinely want to remind myself that the death and resurrection of Jesus changes things Mm -hmm. and changes things in a way that while my experience of tomorrow might still be a bit messed up and out of joint and out of whack, there are some solid things that I can hold on to, not in a desperate I, I need to way, but in a real... There is a deep truth of God that speaks long-term to our existence and to life in the face of death uh, that I just think is very precious and real. Mm. And I just want to encourage us as a community to work out how to keep having those conversations, uh, not in a stressed way, but in a calm, real way that drinks at the riches of the well of God's truth. Yeah, it gives us that, that hope it might be a long way sometimes feel a long way off but it is what gives us the reason to actually keep going and to deal with these uh, things yeah yeah uh thanks so much paul Um, uh that's helpful and uh, it's been helpful for me and we'll just keep having these chats um as long as we can and uh yeah when we can't when we have to socially distance ourselves even more if we have to do that then i guess we'll try and do it in a different way absolutely okay thanks very much brother really appreciate You've been listening to ISOCHAT's Theology. I'm Lionel Windsor, New Testament lecturer at Moore Theological College, Sydney. If you like this podcast, please consider sharing us and please review and rate the podcast on your favourite podcast platform so others get to hear about it too. Video versions are available on YouTube or on my website at lionelwindsor.net. You might also like to check out another podcast I've created called Lift Your Eyes, a series of 70 reflections on Ephesians. And by the way, the name for this podcast was created by Adelaide Windsor. The theme music was written and performed by me and Harry Windsor. And the cover art was designed by Ellie Windsor. Love their work. Thanks for listening.